there. This is Julia Solnick. And Michael Vick. And thank you for joining us for episode three of... The Digital Dish. Dun, dun, dun. We didn't plan that. We did not, but we did it so well. Um, we're really excited you chose to join us to learn a little bit more about our digital uh, fairs and offerings we wanted to highlight this week. We've got a good lineup today. We're going to talk about Google Expeditions, Padlet, Slides, and everybody's favorite... The, the Learning Hub. Um, so we're going to start with the moment with today, and that moment is with me. Um, and I'm just going to like have a little moment to talk about how sad I am about Padlet. Okay, start. Sit back and relax. It's time for a moment with. Okay, I don't want to go on too long about this, but Padlet is one of my three favorite digital tools. I have a holy trinity of digital tools. You got 50 seconds left. Okay, thank you. And that is one of the three in my holy trinity. This is not going to be a minute. Um, And it is because I find it to be such a versatile and dynamic collaboration tool. If you're not familiar with Padlet, it's just basically as i describe it to teachers and students a digital whiteboard or corkboard rather it's more like a bulletin board but they just made some cool changes to it yeah they made some really cool changes to it and it should have been the first sign the first warning sign when they started to make all these really neat changes like they started to add a draw feature and they started to add a video embed feature and an audio record feature and my fellow elementary itf and i nancy we present together all the time and we always include Padlet because I love it so much and she loves it too and I believe the last time we presented on Padlet we said the reason we love Padlet so much is because it's free and we believe it's always going to be free. Done. Done. Enter. Uh, maybe we jinxed it. I don't know. But oh, you did. <laughs> enter. Several weeks ago, when Padlet decided to start paying. Or, I'm sorry, to start, they didn't pay, they're not paying anybody. Yeah, I, mean, I, would, really <laughs> I would be on that train. Um, they started charging for their services. They tried to make it as seamless of a process as they could, where if you already had an account, you had your original Padlets plus three more. If you didn't have an account, you get to start with five Padlets now. I think it originally was three and it went up to five. So now they're Padless. You're their pad, they're Padlet. Hashtag Padlet and they're Padless. Yes, I like that. Uh, that was good. Um, so it's just been real rough. It's it's like a mourning period when you find out that your one of your favorite tools is changing in a way that you feel is unfair to teachers. But yeah. then I have to look at things on a business side and I have to think this is really great, but how how were they making money? And Nancy and I had found a podcast on it and I listened to part of it about what the developers were talking about. And you know, you can see that side of it too, but it's just I'm I'm mourning the loss of my tool. Um, so Nancy and I actually produced a YouTube video for a channel on Padlet. So if did you y'all wanna... just have like one silent episode where you just remembered what Padlet was? No, but we did, we did <laughs> incorporate a song, um, that <laughs> really? I feel like, oh, we didn't sing can the you, song. Can you sing a little bit? No, 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 no. I did okay. not sing a okay. song, but I 
I integrated a song into the opening titles that describes just how I feel. So you'll have to check out our YouTube channel for more information. You're using your podcast to promote your YouTube channel. (laughs) Cross-promotion at its finest. So that was my moment with, I feel like I'm I'm mourning the loss of a friend and I'm, I'm mourning the loss of Padlet as we knew it. But it does not prevent Padlet from still being one of my favorite tools. If you're going to use it, just make sure to get that parent permission if your student's in elementary school. But it really does have a lot of great features. And the great thing that I am happy about is you can delete a Padlet and reuse it. So once you create it, so you can you're still, not done. You can still do a lot on the free version. You can still do a lot on the free version. Okay. Well, that's so. good. Uh, but we're going to move after, you know, I might need a minute to compose myself after yeah. the, all the tears I'm going to shed over Padlet. But we're going to move into uh, Michael talking about his exciting digital tools. It's that time again for the Digital Dishes Exciting Digital Tool. I'm going to talk a little bit about Google Expeditions. And it's a very unique, different Google tool. Um, it's it's a. Uh, it's not really like a for pro for productivity tool like you hear about Google Docs and slides and all that. Um, it's it's really like its own unique platform, and uh, the district actually has some VR virtual reality goggles that you can rent, and you can also rent them with an iPod. Um, yes, iPod, the old school iPod. Although it looks like a new school. Yeah, old they're school. old. It's an old school iPod because we don't really carry those around much anymore. Yeah, it looks but like a phone. It looks they're like real a fancy. Phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they and look, they're color coded. They are. Yeah, the pink ones are neat. Anyway, <laughs> so like, but uh, Google Expeditions, you know, I, I, it was kind of confusing at first, but once I got into it, it was glorious. It really was. There's all these places in the world. You can search for anything. It doesn't even have to be like a location. Like there's a... Uh, like you could do, uh, there's a Google expedition on like the lungs inside of a body, for, like for anatomy class or whatever. You know, I have a couple of campuses that are no excuses. You campuses, and one of the counselors at that campus did um, VR tours of colleges. Oh, so that's she a good idea. Pulled up different colleges and let the kids do VR right. tours of the colleges to get them excited about it. Yeah, I have. Uh, they're doing a career fair at one of my middle schools, and there, there's also some things in there where they're interviewing. Um, some professionals in certain fields, and so there's that in in there as well. I mean, you can do so much with VR, but we're going to talk specifically about um, Google Expeditions. There's so much stuff in there, and it's really easy to run. Uh, the teacher, there's not a lot of prep involved. I thought, like, I prepared three different times to meet with this teacher before they were going to do um, some a lesson using Google Expeditions, and that was too many. We ended up just talking for most of the time because it was it was it's pre-made. Like you just go in if you want. He was doing this lesson on South America, and so I just searched inside Google Expeditions South America, Brazil, Argentina, and a ton of stuff came up. You could, I mean, they got to see. I mean, these are these are places that. I mean, this is a an at-risk school, so these kids don't have an opportunity to travel, to, especially abroad like around the world like that and so this is an opportunity of a lifetime for them like this is their only chance to really see what Brasilia the capital of Brazil looks like or like what the Amazon River looks like it, it's ama- it was amazing and the kids honestly the kids were odd they were in awe 
by the whole thing when I went when I went into the classroom and and I was watching it happen. It surprised me by how mesmerized they were. Like you'd have these kids, they, and we made them sit down because if they were standing, they would have fall, fallen over and hit stuff. But they they sat down and they were looking all over the place. They weren't even listening to the teacher at first because they were just like looking around at all the cool things. You know after. After they had their looking around, exploring time, then the teacher started to tell them a little bit about where they were and stuff. But it the, was so cool. The great thing about Google Expeditions, too, um, and it's an app that you, you run on an, iP- on an iPad. You log in using your district credentials, so your Google account information. Um, and then the, the students with the iPods, they launch the iPod and they join your expedition. They see your name, they join it. Um, the cool thing about joining an expedition like that is it's pre-made with questions for you, yeah. right? So if you're in, I did an under the sea an ocean one with the kids that took them through all the different levels of the ocean and each level of the ocean had beginner intermediate and advanced questions it gave me a little blurb to talk about that so i didn't have to be an expert on the ocean to give my kids an experience that they would remember and they like michael said they were in awe they loved it i mean you could i mean there's some those preset questions and answers in there already for the teacher view but you could come up with your own questions. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you'll know what they're going to be looking at ahead of time. Absolutely. But don't be scared thinking, I don't know enough about this information. Yeah. Um, there are really cool ones where you can see um, the difference between how a human views the world and then how different animals view the world. Oh, which I've is, seen that. Yeah, cool. it's really cool for some of the, like, the second grade life cycle. We're using that as an intro activity. I know the same teacher. Um, he teaches seventh grade and eighth grade. And so he was talking about American colonialism with one of his classes and so we're like we weren't really sure if we could find a google expedition on that but there are these a ton of videos and pictures of um like colonial times and what like a house looked like then and what what like the trenches looked like in the american revolution i mean it was it was actually i would say maybe that one was even better than the one about south america because just because you really there really is no place in the world you could go and see that right i mean Right. And, you know, it's um, it's a controlled environment, too, so you know where the kids are. You yeah. can see them. You have the ability to write on the expedition while they're in it, so you can draw their attention to certain yeah. things. Put an arrow and say, yeah. this is where something, something happens. So it's got, it's got a lot of great potential. I am... Um, and, you know, this technology is pretty new as well. Yeah. So, like, this, this is only going to get even more amazing and even more engaging. I agree. And I found a um, a list online that listed all of the Google Expeditions available in the content areas, because within Google Ex- Expeditions, you can just kind of search, but sometimes it takes a little bit of searching around to find yeah, what you need. It's hard to know what's going to be called. Yeah. So we're, I'll go ahead and link that in the show notes for you guys so that you have that should you want to use Google Expeditions in your classroom. But, you know, as with anything, it's really important that you take the kids through the, the process and give them some pre- introductory activities um, and then some follow-up activities it's just like any Hook them a little bit yeah it's just like any event that you would take them on um, some other kind of terms of service and student information to note is that um, Google expeditions are recommended for children seven and older because anybody under the age of seven their eye development it could um, mess with them a little bit so there is a way that we've kind of 
the elementary ITFs have thought. Um, one of our ITFs, Scott, actually has done this before where he'll launch the expedition on the projector and the kids can just watch it through the projector. They don't have the headsets on, but they're still going through the expedition. You know, you don't really even need the VR goggles for it. They can join an expedition on their iPad and then have like a 360 view where they can they can turn the iPad to see what's around them or they can just um, swipe, swipe yeah, you right can, and move you it can over. turn the VR headset on and off. But of course... The VR headset. Yeah, the VR makes it cooler, for sure. Cool. <laughs> it's cool. But you don't always have the goggles. And right. If, and if you don't and you can't rent them, then That's you, a great op- you can do it option. this other way, too. Um, some other just, like Michael kind of briefly touched on it before, some other like safety things that we recommend is um, have them sit on the floor so that they can still turn, but they're not bumping into each other and falling over. Another way that I often say it too is um, anchor yourself so they'll put their hands on the chair and I say you can stay standing but you can't leave your anchor so they can turn all the way around but they have to stay anchored to their chair yeah I think it would also be kind of fun just to not tell them that stuff and let them run into each other. <laughs> no, Michael, oh, okay, no. Um, That's the middle school. Classroom management is key. Um, I also think it's fun to turn off the lights when they're doing it. It gives them a little bit of an immersive experience. Cause you're all like telling me no, and you're like, just turn the lights <laughs> off. <laughs> I said I like it, especially when we did the ones like the Under the Sea one. You wanted to simulate a dark environment. Did you play the song? I should Under have. The sea? How does that go, Julia? Um, I'm not going to sing it. You are keep trying to make me sing this episode, but it's not going to happen. But that is a missed opportunity for some Little Mermaid. It's time for an oldie but a goodie. We're going to talk about another Google product because um, Google pays us to do these things. Oh, wait, no, they don't. don't. (laughs) I wish. Yeah, Yeah, they don't pay us. But... um, but there is another Google product that we want to talk about that we uh, both really like. And when I say we, I mean Julia. Go ahead. Um, and we're going to use Google Slides for our oldie but a goodie this week. Um, and the reason I wanted to touch on Google Slides a little bit is because, yes, Google Slides is the answer to PowerPoint. It is the Google version of PowerPoint. But it's so much more. It is. It allows you to do PowerPoint presentations. But the thing that really blew my mind when I realized this about Google Slides was the fact that Google Slides is essentially a blank canvas. You can do and format your Google Slides presentation any way you want with different text boxes. And when you're in a Word document and you have text and pictures, it gets all the formatting is weird and the alignment is weird and you have to make sure that the picture wrapping is right and it can take a long time. And the the never-ending Tab yeah, and especially bike. especially for kids on iPads, it can be really challenging to navigate. But a Google Slides presentation is a blank canvas. You put text boxes wherever you want. You can put pictures wherever you want, um, titles wherever you want, and it really lets you do a lot. Um, slides is a great answer for making like pamphlets and brochures because you can format them really easily. Um, announcements. Um, a place for students to demonstrate their learning where they might have to add a picture and write a few sentences. One of my favorite things to do with Google Slides is to use, to do a collaborative Google Slide where yes. you get, like, maybe you have one group do one slide and each person in the group gets their own slide. And they have to take, like, different parts. Like, if you're doing, like, a, a country or whatever, some somebody has to take the demographics, somebody has to take the geography, somebody, like, you, and each slide can be 
each person's co contribution. Absolutely. You can even do it with like your whole class and just have, you know, 25, 30 slides. You know, um, and that is a great way to use it in a collaborative way. We've I've done a couple of projects where they made collaborative dictionaries or, you know, collaborative word uh, books and things like that. There was one teacher, they did their vocab and each slide got a different word so they could work in groups. And, it's and, perfect yeah. for that. Um, I make infographics on it. You can make graphic organizers on them very, very easily. Um, a little tip for when you're using slides for something more than just a traditional presentation is you can go to File, Page Setup, and you can change the dimension of your page to whatever you need it to be. So for example, when I'm making an infographic, I make the dimensions the size of a landscape piece of paper or a portrait piece of paper so that I can easily print it and somebody has it and I don't have to worry about messing with the printer settings. Julie, you're so smart. So, yeah, man, I, sometimes I can be. That is, that is smart. I would, yeah. So when you go to page setup, you just hit custom and then put in 8.5 by 11 or 11 by 8.5, depending on what you want your layout to be, and you're good to go. Um, and so that's just some ways to make, to make it a little bit more functional. But not only that, I mean, if you were working on a student project and you need their paper to be a certain dimension, you can have them set it up however you need it to be. A square, well, however you need it to be in a square or rectangle format. You can't make it be a triangle. I'm sorry. But <laughs> slides also allows you to add in shapes and lines, and it's a really great way to just have that blank canvas because here's the thing. I love Google Draw as well. Google Draw really is a blank ca canvas, but Google Draw doesn't work on the iPad. They can view things in Google Draw, they can't create in Google Draw. So Google Slides does all the same stuff and they can do it on their iPad. So it's I a win that's for why me. they don't have Google Drawing on an iPad. Maybe. I don't know. Um, there's still some things you can do in Google Drawings, but yeah. 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 So that's my that's my little uh, oldie but a goodie for this week, and I'm going to turn it over to Michael. What is going on in LISD? It's time for a district highlight. Who's going to talk about the Learning Hub for yeah, a district so highlight? I was doing a presentation. True story. I was doing a presentation, and I said, hey, why don't we go ahead and go to, we're talking about this thing called Canvas. And so we went to Canvas, and to get there, you have to go to the Learning Hub. And three or four people in the group are like, what? What is the, what, huh? And, um... <laughs> And so, yeah, the Learning Hub. In fact, there's lots of stuff in there. Anytime you need to log into really any digital item, this is where you go. So your Learning Hub, and they were just shocked. I mean, it's really easy to get to, lhub.lasd.net, and it's set up to your profile. Like, um, I have a whole lot of um, different digital tools in there because of, of my job, but, like, if you're a secondary teacher, it has all the secondary digital tool apps or, what you know, wherever you're going to on, on the web you can get to it from there and there's only one login that's the cool thing if you if you're tired of having to remember 18 different logins well this is kind of the point you have your single sign-on you sign on to your LISD login you go to the learning hub and you're golden you can click on any of those things and you're already logged in lhub.lisd.net really and it's quick to not just uh, it's not just for teachers either the students yes. go to the lhub too and they have access to all of their digital instructional materials or any of the other things they might be using in the classroom so it's yeah. a one-stop shop for both teachers and students yeah all right well that was really it on the learning hub yeah. so uh i think we're gonna call episode three complete a wrap 
Yeah. Woohoo. There's a dish. Let's get some dessert. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>